Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Hey everyone, welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Rita Hurry. Today, I have another special guest. Yes, I do. His name is Corey Leon Falston, and he is a Tantra educator, a love and relationship coach, and author. Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rita. Okay, so what I like to do with my guests is I like to find out a little bit about their journey. So can you share a little bit about your journey and what led you to become a love and relationship coach? Surely. Well, currently I'm a father, a coach, an author, but I wasn't always that. As a young man, I didn't speak up for my needs. I shrank from my exuberance, my certainty, and my early intimate relationships were really defined by poor patterns of communication, just less than optical, optimal skills uh, for being in relationship. And at some point, I had to decide that my past was so uh, uh, unhappy, my conditions weren't so great, and but that that wouldn't define me or distract me or direct me. And so I began participating in a whole lot of personal development courses, trainings. I hired a love coach of my own. And the basic turning point was when I became willing to tell the truth to myself about the impact I was having on the world and others around me. The, the fact that, um, I, I had blind spots and I wasn't the most awesome person to be with either. And so, but when I became willing to tell the truth to myself, my life improved. And when I stopped practicing all the stuff that wasn't me, then everything changed. Uh, and so I discovered that my power is connected to my fearlessness, fearlessness, meaning the courage to speak up when something isn't working or just to share what's happening in an appropriate way. And I cultivated what I call the courage to be clear. So when I'm feeling like ah, something feels awkward or I don't know if that's tension or tone, but maybe I'll just speak to it and, and check it out. And so I went from needing desperately to work on myself to coaching persons from all over the world. Yeah, no, I love that because it's so important for us to work on ourselves as coaches um, because I think that's what makes us authentic as well, that we've been through our own journey. And I mean, I can totally relate to your journey in terms of that kind of almost that you're blocked by fears and, you know, not trusting in yourself and not being able to express yourself as, as much as you, you would want to, to freely do. Was it, what was the turning point for you in terms of, I'm going to see this through? Was it actually getting a coach? <clears throat> Excuse me. Was it actually getting a coach or was it, <clears throat> 
something is because it's so many people they'll stay with it they'll say you know what this is me um and i'm not going to improve myself because it's me and i just have to live with that what was that turning point for you that made you say no i'm going to reach beyond this yeah so after my second divorce mm -hmm. i um became involved with a, a lovely woman who I was really quite enthralled with and she wasn't so sure about me and she let me know in a very kind way and I'm like wow I and I saw the way she communicated and the way she moved through her life and I'm like oh I want to be more like that with a greater level of grace and skill yeah. <laughs> and so it inspired me to um, just be better so and I stepped up and uh, that's when I got the the coach and I started going to more you know personal betterment trainings and I just soaked everything up and was and the more I felt me the more I wanted me and one of the the statements I uh, I like to use is the real me is enough it doesn't have to be polished it doesn't have to be perfect it can be messy as long as it's real yeah. and not too messy yeah, yeah <laughs> not definitely. super messy but you know not perfect it's just fine. your own your own version of messy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's beautiful so in your book soul statements you focus on the power of communication and being more confident as a result. How do we become more effective in our communication with others? Well, I really believe, Rita, that it starts with being more familiar with oneself and one's motivations. Well, and that kind of inner honesty of, yeah, really, I was trying to, um, you know, it was a bid for connection or I was scared of being embarrassed. So I didn't tell the whole truth or whatever kind of um, being forthright with oneself uh, is appropriate. And the more we can own our, our, our failings and our missteps as not to berate ourselves, but to say, oh, here's where I need to improve. I want to be better. I am actually better than this. So I want to act <laughs> in accordance with my better self, not my fearful or my unsure or you know my grasping self. And so I like to say uh, to people who are uh, in in a relationship to to a uh, one way to check, your own thinking, say before meeting a beloved or interacting is to say, am I clinging or am I bringing? And so am I looking for what I can extract from this experience or am I looking to co-create something wonderful with this beautiful person who's agreed to spend some time with me? Yeah, so from that, the clinging and the bringing, should we be meeting a happy medium between the both or should it be more bringing? Uh, well, bringing 
is really powerful. And when you can really just even spend a moment and think, what do I have to offer to this, to this time together and to maybe realign with, oh, these are my values. This is my value. I am going to bring my, my powerful present self to this engagement, to this interaction. And, uh, and so who do I want to be? How and who do I want to show up as? So, and that kind of feeds on itself because the more I'm, oh, this is who I was born to show up as, that I want to just continue that momentum. Yeah. So would you say that um, it's so important then for you to really, you know, it's it's so easy and many people do this. They jump from one relationship to, to the other, thinking the next relationship is going to mend their soul and, and is going to make everything all right. But would you say that it is important to actually spend some time really getting to know you and your own strengths and what it is exactly you want because it is about two whole people coming together and sharing in in that can would you want to elaborate yeah. i i talk a lot actually a lot in my book about solo time quiet time doing whatever it is that feeds your spirit mm -hmm. and the that's that's the space in which we can reflect, think about things, feel who we really are, what lights us up and what makes us weary. And so that that time alone, I, I can't even stress strongly enough. And uh, I, you know, for some people that might be br breathing or practicing gratitudes or walking in a beautiful place, just strolling without an agenda or other people, it's a hard workout or a formal meditation. So it's different for each person, but uh, one of the soul statements I like to, you know, these little reminders is I can let the knowing of my spirit bubble up from inside of me. And if we give ourselves that quiet stop, then we're just more informed about what we really want, what we don't want. And we can communicate appropriately uh, from there. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Thank you. So what exactly is a soul statement and how does it help us? Sure. A, a soul statement is a present time reminder of what is good and true about yourself. So it's a, you can think of it as a, a tool to apply that soul's knowing, which you've spent some time figuring out, hopefully in your quiet time to just counteract the confusion, the distress, the forgetting that happens to all of us in everyday life. So it's a way to realign our thinking with who we really are and what's really important. So uh, it's, and I, I talk about a, a lot about alignment, but it's, it's really realignment because, you know, we're, we're aligned with what we really um, want and what we're really all about. And then we naturally forget and we have to realign. So uh, one example of a soul, a soul statement would be, my heart is a trusted guide, or I can call upon the grit inside me. 
And so it's just calibrating your surface thoughts with what your soul knows to be true. And then that can lead you to then better thoughts, better actions, because you're more congruent with who you really are. So do we um, reach these soul statements? I mean, I know obviously you, you elaborate this in the book, so I'm not trying to, we're not trying to get too much. So to, well, we want people to go and read the book. Okay. <laughs> but do we get these soul statements from actually like, say for example, I, I spend, you know, I love meditation. So to be able to take that time to connect within that these soul statements will come to us or, and would be inspired to, to make these statements or how, how do we connect to them? Yeah, that's exactly right, Rita. And for instance, I, when you say that, I think of this one that I'm fond of, which came about because I was in uh, the mountains and I had stopped by this beautiful bubbling spring and it was this hot summer middle of the day but everything was so still and the water was moving and there's insects and you can kind of hear birds but it was there was a certain perfection and uh, I just felt so content but it wasn't like the contentment was really coming from me I was responding to this feeling of contentment in this wonderful place and so that soul statement that I got that I keep returning to from that experience is the contentment of the mountains lives inside of me. And so I can feel that whenever I remind myself of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like taking you back to that experience and reliving it just by saying those words. That's right. Like an an I'm anchoring to that. Yeah. 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 Love that. And uh, another one might be, I can trust my deep knowing to guide me because perhaps when I did trust that things worked out yeah 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 I love it it's great so how is your work influenced by your tantra background uh well the thing with tantra is at its essence it's really a paying attention to the present the present moment that slowing the art of, I call it the art of slowing down and uh, and the more deeply you can inhabit that present moment life as it's happening the more you're being tantric and and so uh, a soul statement I like related to that is living in wonder is a gift and a joy and when we can find that pure beautiful place where we're just right here and we're aware and we're uh, kind of soaking up the texture of, of this moment it's it's a wonderful thing and uh and also in tantra they it teaches about just staying relaxed and open so uh, is my body relaxed is one thing but it seems more effective to say well is my jaw relaxed you know, is my neck relaxed? And so we're, we're just um, staying open to, to life as it's occurring. And, uh, um, and that there's actually a, a tantric secret, which is stillness contains more pleasure than movement. 
Yeah. And uh, a, a, a couple soul statements I really like kind of on the uh, Tantra uh, tantric spectrum would be my center informs me as I love my partner or I have a sacred contract to love and to loving. Beautiful. Yeah, because yeah, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't it take doesn't take away the your power. It still gives you that power, but in a in a more loving and open way. Because all too often many feel that, oh, you know, loving and giving is about, you know, giving all of you. But you can give all of you, but still hold your power, and that's that's how it's coming across. Am I on the right track there? Yeah, you're you're spot on. And the other thing that comes to mind with the tantric practice is that to realize it helps a person to realize that there is a beloved that dwells in your own heart, and to uh, some of these uh, solo practices, the self care is really about becoming more intimate with your own heart and honoring. Well, the more you're kind of, you have a, you feel a connection and an intimacy with your own heart, the more you're more likely to stand up for your own heart, to not abandon what your heart needs because, you know, it might make other, you don't want to make other people feel a certain way or take things the wrong way, but, uh, you, it's also possible to grow in skillfulness of speaking up and just yeah. saying what your needs are in a non-confrontational way. And so that I love that I have a beloved that dwells within is a beautiful soul statement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Because it can be so easy for someone to lose themselves in a relationship especially if the other person i mean maybe like this could be a, a question i could ask you because i'm sure there are many people who struggle with this where they're with someone who's got a strong personality who's who's like a dominant character and if that other person is not of that character it's so easy for them to probably probably kind of shut down because of that because they feel that's the way to maintain the relationship. What would you say there? I mean, obviously we've touched on a few things about, um, you know, the soul statements and everything, but what, as a, as a coach, what would you say to that person? Sure. I would lead off Rita by talking about speaking to one's needs by not pointing a finger, not starting sentences with the word you, but just speaking to the impact of this person's actions on oneself. And so, you know, hey, uh, it just didn't feel great when X happened or that came up in that way. And I'm, you just wanna say, well, and it could just be as simple as saying, I'm feeling, insert feeling word. So I'm feeling contract. I'm feeling a bit contracted. Mm -hmm. What would make me feel better is, and you go straight to a, a request. So yeah. I, I'm feeling a bit contracted and I'm, it would help me if we could just slow down a little bit, just mm -hmm. you know, 
or yeah. whatever might be appropriate. So yeah, so speaking directly to the feeling that's going on with you and the so the impact of the other person, because I like to say that each one of us is the world's leading authority on our motivations, what's in our head, what we want to say, mm. and everyone else is the the authority on our actual impact. And yeah. so um, hope, and, and also as a man, I respond less well to someone saying to me, well, you're a dummy dog and you didn't do this right. And you, 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 and I don't like what you did. And it, you know, whereas if, if someone says, ouch, that tone doesn't feel good to me. I'm like, oh, okay. Let me, let me try to say that differently. So I can hear that so much more readily. Yeah. If I, oh, this person that I do have some amount of caring for has been impacted in a way they didn't want to be impacted by maybe the way I said something or whatever. Oh, that affects me. I, I need to hear that as need to know information so I can act better. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great advice there. <laughs> so in terms, we, I think we, we've touched on this a little, but in terms of being present, how can this positively affect us as a human being? Well, as we bring awareness to to what's happening in real time with ourselves, with other people. It, it just, it, it helps us to, to not so much just live entirely in our heads, in our mental process, but to be present for, for life, for other people, for whatever is going on. And so um, it's just that ideally that's where we want to live in life itself, not just trapped in her own thoughts. And so, uh, you know, I like to say self-care is soul care. It's, it's what connects us to what's important and to, to be more, uh, when we're more connected to our own heart, to what's to our spirit, we're, we have a more self-assurance. So we don't have to extract too much value from every little thing, or we don't have to impose what we want to say on, on anyone else all the time. We can just be open to the flow of conversation and the, the flow of events and, and uh, listen and be curious about the other person. That's probably the, one of the number one skills in a, in a say a couple's relationship is to just be curious about the other person you know yeah. to to listen to and we can acknowledge something someone else says without agreeing with it so because you know, that other person they didn't have our family our body our experiences our pressures they had their own and so they're probably naturally responding to whatever history has led them to this moment. And so if we can say, I can understand how you would feel that way, or I, I get that you're, that this is distressing to you. That doesn't mean you have to agree with the reasons, but you can acknowledge that, oh, this is an issue for you. 
okay, all right. And start from there and maybe slow down a little bit. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> and I think one of the things is we forget that we are individuals coming together. And it's so easy to lose that independence, isn't it? It's like, okay, I know we become one, but at the same time, we are still independent and of, of each other. And do you agree? I mean, maybe this is my own personal opinion that having independent, an independent life for yourself and having different hobbies, having different um, maybe aspirations and goals outside of the relationship is good for for you both because like you said that curiosity still stays there because you're still learning about each other and and what's new and stuff and actually just just being one and doing what the other person wants and vice versa I mean that's right that's exactly right and and it's you don't want to be so close that you're uh it's like magnets. If you rub them together long enough, they lose their charge. <laughs> you want to have that little, at least some measure of, oh, I'm, I'm starting to miss this person. That's a wonderful way to come back together where like, oh, I'm so happy to see you because we've been apart for an amount of time. That's a wonderful thing. And also, I, I think it's very helpful for people to remember that this person that's chosen to spend uh, that's made the decision to spend time with you they weren't drafted into that position of partner or companion they volunteered yeah. and and so the uh, another thing to keep in mind is that oh if you're seeing some common complaint from this person that you're with currently that you heard from the last person and the person before that oh what's the common denominator here? It's like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's, that's a great clue. And that doesn't mean you have to then immediately tell them, oh, this is the thing. And it's no, you can work on that on your, on your own, get right, figure it out, and then come back to that person more confident with a little more skills. Maybe you do that with your own processes your your meditations or with your coaching or with uh, whatever you respond to to talk to yourself honestly on the inside mm -hmm. that's what to do not just because somebody says oh i'm supposed to you know go to yoga five days a week because that's the it's like if that's what gets you in touch with that feeling of you then that's awesome but it's it's going to be different for every person yeah yeah definitely yeah. so what are the key principles to maintaining a happy relationship um i would say um having your own um your own solo time so you're you're not every all your free time isn't just with this other person. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that allowing each other space and grace to be messy, as we mentioned, to not have to not require perfection of each other. 
uh, and I call it um, curiosity without critique. Just, oh, if something happens that you didn't like, ask what's going on, listen to their answer, just be curious. And, you know, turning those complaints into clear requests. And so, you know, skipping over the complaint part, just speaking to the impact and going right to a request. Uh, I also like to say um, that curious without critique, there's another kind of portion of that is, uh, I call it speed to empathy. Like how quickly can I find empathy for whatever this person's presenting if it's if it's an unhappy situation and then and then acknowledge before proceeding and uh and then when you don't know what to do just offer more of yourself just dial up your presence a little bit and just just be and uh and then that solo time as we keep returning to yeah like it's it's one way to uh like do the emotion or at least be centered and grounded enough to then come to your partner and take care of those emotional dishes versus letting them stack up in the sink. Just staying current with stuff is, is really, really uh, a good thing versus letting anything build up because the more it, the more you wait, the more it builds up, the harder it is to initiate that conversation with any kind of, uh, skill yeah 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 so I guess it's really that being present that sort of is that's where that comes in definitely right. I'm going to sneak in an extra question here Corey's okay. cheeky of me um, how does someone know like and again this is something I've seen quite a lot but how does someone know when it's it's done the relationship's done because it's so easy to keep on and on even though it's just the same battle over how do how is it listening to your soul what exactly should one do yeah uh, certainly uh, a very important question um you want to be the right person you want to be the person that um, that isn't the problem or at least the bulk of the problem. Um, and that being said, there is something to be said for also being with the right person. And so one of the main criteria would be, do your values match or is there a mismatch? And so are you compatible with the way you want to live your lives and i mean it can be as you know simple as you know sleep patterns and music and food and those kind of things and but if you have a these mismatches in too many areas like the type of foods you eat for instance or how you manage tension does do you, does one person just storm off or does the other person want to stay and just yell or <laughs> or how you get through those times, those bumps in the road, if you can navigate through those episodes without causing more wounding, then perhaps you have a, a chance at 
at making it better and better and better. But if if it just if you can't manage your differences, then it, there's it's not a good is not much hope for yeah. creating something long lasting. Yeah, I love that because it's very so, clear and precise. Yeah, so values and differences. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that. Uh, I like to ask my guests their final golden nuggets. So the one last wisdom that you'd like to share with the listeners today. Yeah. What we tell ourselves on the inside really matters. Mm. And that being said, you can call up the best part of you in a moment. So that there's a place on the inside that feels like home and that's the place to return to in those moments with yourself and and so you can always remember who you really are if when there's when it's a moment where oh this is a good place to step up to upgrade how i'm acting versus how i acted before and so to do that you want to remember, just remember who you really are and that will let you act better. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. Perfect, perfect ending there, Corey. So where can our listeners go to find out more about you and your services? Sure. Uh, my website is corerelationship.com and all the online book retailers are carrying my book as well as uh, some bookstores. And so the book's available. And uh, if you forget, correlationship.com has a ton of blog articles, all sorts of stuff about me. And there's uh, a, play, a button to buy the book there too. Excellent. Corey, thank you for being such a wonderful guest. There's definitely a lot there that we've touched on. And I just want to say thank you for those words of wisdom. And I'm sure the listeners got a lot from it. So thank you. Thank you, Rita. Thank you. Well, everyone, that's it for today. Stay safe, stay happy, and I'll see you all real soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more motivation and inspiration coming real soon. And if you'd like further information on the services I provide or you'd like to contact me, visit ritahurry.com or email me at info at ritahurry.com. Until next time, take care. enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more tips, motivation and of course inspiration 
coming up real soon. If you want to email me and send me messages of what you thought of the show or anything you'd love me to cover on the show, please email me at coachrita at swastialiving.com. Swastialiving is S-W-A-S-T-H-Y-A-L-I-V-I-N-G.com. See you real soon. Bye.